Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Hamid. Today is the 21st of July, 2021. My name is David Castle, a.k.a. Hamid's the Lion Killer, coming at you from a very smoky Carson City, Nevada. Thanks a lot for joining me. I hope you're all doing good out there. Staying sane through these uh, very insane times. Uh, Like I said, it's very smoky where I'm at. It has been for the past week or so, about five days. Um, I guess there was a fire that had ignited on July 4th through a lightning strike, so they say. This was out in the mountains near where I live. And they didn't do anything about it. They thought it was just going to go out by itself. Supposedly, this is what the news is saying. And then on July 16th, it just kicked up like crazy and just uh, now it's at 30,000 acres or so. And it's actually right where I was going to go camping this weekend. Like one of my favorite spots in the whole world is now gone. So Markleyville is like, Markleyville is a little town in California. A nice little town. Only like a few hundred people that live there, but I don't know how it's doing now. I know a lot of structures have burnt down, so sucks, man. Fucking smoke everywhere. I went to my best friend's wedding on Saturday, which was the day after the uh, fire started, and it was really smoky. <laughs> poor The poor bride, but it actually turned out really nice, um, although it was right next to where the fire was, uh, the, the smoke was kind of like going over our heads, and by the time where everything started popping, it was uh, it was actually pretty nice, although it was raining ash the whole entire time, and the sun was super orange. It was very apocalyptic, but really fun nonetheless. Uh, after the festivities were over, we drove over um, to where the mountains were and watched the fire with a bunch of other people and just wondered how close it was going to get to all these houses and what was going to happen. I think at this moment, it is still 0% contained, and the official name of this fire is the Tamarack Fire. Because I guess it started by Tamarack Lake, which is right by where I was going to go camping. Bunch of fires are going on right now. I think there's over 70 in the United States right now. The bootleg fire up in Oregon is insanely huge. Um, Just fucking outrageous, man. And when are we going to start holding these weather modifier people accountable for what they're doing to contribute to these wildfires? Uh, it's it's absolutely insane, and I don't know. Who was even doing it? Who was even controlling the weather and spraying the sky? We have the United States military, the Air Force in particular, admitting to doing some sorts of experimentation with weather modification, but they'll never admit to the full-scale chemtrailing of the skies, which we see day after day in countries all over the world. So who is this organization that's behind this, and what is the ultimate outcome? All we can do is try to theorize and uh, go by the evidence that is left uh, for us to try to decipher. You even have... Companies that are closer to where I live, like the Desert Research Institute, which is located in Reno, Nevada, which openly admits to their weather modification programs. Right here on their website, they talk about their cloud seeding program. And 
Years ago, I actually went to the Desert Research Institute and interviewed the director of weather modification and asked him all these questions about chemtrails and until he got all mad and threw us out. Um, but right here, just to give you a glimpse of what they admit to these these private organizations which are in cahoots with the government and, and get their funding from them. Uh, they say program description for their weather modification or their cloud seeding program is um, during the early 60s, scientists from the Desert Research Institute helped to pioneer the science of wintertime cloud seeding, developing research-based methods for increasing winter snowpack and subsequent snowmelt runoff across mountainous regions in the western U.S. Since the DRI cloud seeding research program's early days, our team of experts has conducted continuous research and development to create time-tested cloud seeding methods that are proven to enhance snowfall from winter storms. DRI's cloud seeding projects are conducted in an environmentally safe manner, increasing the precipitation formation efficiencies of passing clouds to support the water needs of local communities and ecosystems. And then it goes on to talk about the mountain ranges where they do this, uh, Lake Tahoe, the Spring Mountains, the Ruby Mountains, Santa Rosa Mountains, and the San Juan Mountains in Colorado. The other ones are in California and Nevada. Um, And, you know, just to give you an idea, from the 1960s, so this is nothing new. It's something that's been going on for a real long time. Now, cloud seeding isn't exactly the chemtrailing that they're doing. It's a much larger project Although cloud seeding is a part of it, and that's what you see in the sky, the little remnants left by the jets and stuff. But there's a bigger agenda uh, when it comes to that and how it how it links together with the fires that are going on and how the, the forests are dying and becoming more susceptible to wildfire because when plants dry out, it's easier to light them on fire. And then you could take into account the bioweapon aspect of it, how they could be spraying fucking COVID in the sky. Who knows? They could be spraying anything. And they have done experimentation uh, through releasing viruses from the air, from aircraft, from helicopters, from planes. There was a famous um, experiment they did in a subway where they released some some gaseous uh, viral infection fucking thing uh, to see to experiment on people and see how they would get sick. And then um, you have the connection between the ionizing of the atmosphere, which is what the chemtrails are doing. They're providing a conductive atmosphere by releasing these metallic chemicals into the sky. So, So electromagnetic frequencies can more easily travel around the sky. And that allows for the use of these these crazy new weapons that we are now in the age of, things like directed energy weapons. And you really have to ask after after instances like what happened in Paradise a couple years ago, or was that last year? A couple years ago. Um, it's fucking insane, you know, that you have instances where entire neighborhoods, all of the structures burnt down, and then all of the trees were still there. Like, they had all their leaves on them and shit. And then plastic things weren't melted, but all of the metal was. And just things that are absolutely impossible in a traditional fire. But if you study field effects from directed energy weapons and and electromagnetic fields, then you find that it's like the same shit. And you saw the same things that happened 
on uh, 9-11 at the World Trade Center, as outlined in Dr. Judy Wood's book, Where Did the Towers Go? So it's just absolutely insane the times that we're living in and throw on top of that the COVID-19 thing. And when you step back and you link everything together, you realize that it's it's all part of the same agenda. The transhumanist uh, technocratic agenda where you have this group of experts and billionaires and whatever the fuck you want to call them, Illuminati type people who are controlling everybody else. And it's always been about that. But now with the technology that's available, uh, we've really gotten to the point where complete scientific technological control of the human mind is uh, is now possible, or at least very, very close to being possible. If everyone agrees to to take the science inside of them to get the, the little microchips and, and whatever, which I think that the vaccination is a part of. Um, might sound really conspiratorial and really crazy, but when you when you study where we're at with technology, with nanotechnology, um, with injectable nanobots and shit like that, it's, it's not too far-fetched because the technology does exist. And uh, the technology to to fuck with the brain and, and uh, control people wirelessly through electromagnetic fields does exist. So I don't know how that connects to uh, wildfires, but it kind of does in a way. So just absolute insanity. And, uh, you know, let's mix in some racism and some some political division so we never look in the right direction. And uh, bada bing, bada boom, you got where we're at right now. So absolute insanity. Uh, but shit, I meant to add, I meant to <laughs> I meant to mention something a little more uplifting. I went and saw the Reno Philharmonic Orchestra do a dedication to Ella Fitzgerald. And uh, me and my date were were the youngest people in the crowd by about 50 years, but we had a fucking blast and they were so incredible and it was so cool to see a live orchestra uh, performing just all these classic songs, some of the best songs ever written, if you ask me. And uh, it was amazing. There was this woman named Capathia who was singing and I just, I've never seen people sing like that in real life or, or play instruments like that. So... If you ever have the opportunity to go and see a live orchestra, I would highly encourage you to do that. It is fucking sweet. And don't forget to have a few cocktails, smoke some weed, take some mushrooms, whatever floats your boat, man. It was a good time. So highly recommend it. Reno Philharmonic, crushing it. Um, I'm all out of order here. I'm just kind of going. I never really have much of a plan. Big uh, cryptocurrency crash, as those of you might have noticed, yesterday shit just, or was it the day before yesterday, crashed down pretty low, the lowest it's gone since the big crash in, what was that, May? Um, But now it's back up, uh, things have recovered quite nicely, who knows what's going on, everybody is caused with has different theories and different models and they all seem to be wrong all the time. I think all this shit is being manipulated and who knows what's going on, but I think eventually it'll go back up. It's fucking crazy though. What a weird, what a weird thing. Um, let's see here. 
So apparently Canada is opening up travel back to their shitty country. Um, Just kidding. Canada's okay, I guess. But the Canadian government is almost worse than our government, which is really saying something. Like, they've been locked down hardcore this whole time. Same with Australia, England. Uh, it's It's really... It really sucks for them, you know? They can't even leave. Um, but apparently, as long as you're vaccinated, Americans can now travel back to Canada. So, whoop de doo As long as you've had your vaccine for 14 days, you can go in there. So, this is from NPR. It says, Americans will soon be able to go to their second most popular travel destination. Americans who have been vaccinated for at least 14 days will be able to travel to Canada, their second most popular destination starting on August 9th, the Canadian government has announced. Mexico, the most popular travel destination, is already open for travel. Uh, And then it goes on to talk about when they close the borders and all of that. But yeah, apparently you can only go there as long as if you have your vaccination. So you still have to get your test. You still have to get your coronavirus test. Um, but you won't have to quarantine once you get there. So that's a plus. And uh, it's re- it's very sad that people are getting vaccinated strictly so they could travel as if everyone's a fucking vagabond or something these days. Um, Because, I mean, that's bullshit. You still have to get the test. You still have to do everything that you had to do before. I guess you don't have to quarantine, but uh, it's... What a violation of our rights and what complete and utter bullshit. And think about this. When has anything in the United States ever been free, especially medical treatment, where everything is just so outrageously overpriced, such a monopoly by these big pharmaceutical companies and and medical organizations, and now all of a sudden this, this vaccine, which is so vital to everything, to save us from the pandemic now it's just free and everyone can have it for free and they can't get enough people to take it when has that ever in the history of america ever happened just another reason to be suspicious of that kind of shit um where are we at here now remember back Uh, to the beginning of the pandemic around May, May of 2020, which is when, I mean, that wasn't the beginning, beginning, but that was when lockdowns really started happening or we were like already in it. I guess it happened in March. But this this is when people started catching on and were like, wait, this is kind of bullshit. And uh, leaders from different countries were actually calling out the United Nations and the World Health Organization and the CDC and uh, pointing out how the, the PCR test seemed to be fraudulent. And one of the people who did that was President John Magufuli uh, from Tanzania. And actually, I apologize. This was from March, March 18th, 2020. And he was vocal from, from the very beginning of all of this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is, where am I at here? Yeah, May 11th, 2020. I was on the wrong article. But yeah, the same guy, John Mogafoli, however you say it, Magufoli of Tanzania, the president there, was blaming the PCR test for giving out false positives. 
And he was saying that that was the cause of the spike in coronavirus cases in Tanzania, which which is true. The PCR test is not suited to do this type of uh, diagnostic fucking shit that they're using it for, which is why they're using it to make it seem like it's worse than it is. Uh, but this guy who actually has a doctorate in chemistry, so he's not an idiot. He's not just some crazy fucking guy from some tribe in Africa, as they're kind of making it seem like. Uh, He actually has a doctorate in chemistry, which is probably one of the hardest subjects to obtain a doctorate in. Uh, You know, Walter White, for example. Uh, Yeah, he was saying from the very beginning that the PCR test was bullshit. COVID-19 was bullshit. He took a pawpaw, which is a fruit, and he tested that, and it came back positive for coronavirus. He tested a goat. He tested engine oil, and they all came back positive for coronavirus. So... Since the very beginning, he was very vocal about how this is all bullshit. And then uh, a few months back, he showed up dead. And so we got right here. John Magafoli, Tanzania's president, dies age 61 after COVID rumors. And of course, they're going to say that there was rumors that he actually contracted COVID-19. And he was one of the prominent coronavirus skeptics. And he was telling people to use prayers and herbal-infused steam therapy to counter the virus. And, of course, in this article where they're ridiculing him and acting like he's a maniac and an idiot, they don't mention the fact that he's got a doctorate in chemistry. Um, But just what a coincidence, right, that this guy, president of a large country in Africa, a lot of natural resources and things like that, um, he was vocal about how the COVID's fucking bullshit, and now he's dead. And we see the same thing happening with the president of Haiti. Haiti was famously one of the the places that denied uh, getting the coronavirus vaccine. They didn't want the uh, vaccines from the WHO. This is from April 8th, 2021. It says, the Haitian Times right here, it says, Haiti rejects COVID-19 vaccine from the WHO. And it goes on to explain the Haitian government has declined to receive the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine proposed by the World Health Organization, according to EFE, a Dominican news outlet. About 756,000 vaccine doses were scheduled to arrive in Haiti in May, free of charge to the government, according to The Guardian. So this guy, the president of Haiti, must have been like, "Eh, this doesn't seem quite right, like... Our country is fucked all the time. You never help us. You don't do shit for us. And all of a sudden, you want to give us all these hundreds of thousands of vaccines for free? Like something doesn't smell right, right? Haiti asked for vaccines from other drug makers. Uh, An unnamed government source told EFE, however, the country's lack of deep refrigeration infrastructure could only accommodate the AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson vaccines, which don't require the deeply cold temperature environments for handling and safekeeping. Now, remember the beginning of when the vaccines were coming out and they were talking about this crazy way that they needed to transport them. They had to get all of these special types of deep freezers that went down to like negative 100 Celsius, some crazy temperature that was really hard to get to. And uh, they spent billions and billions of dollars on it to to get this this fucking shit to transport these vaccines. 
And then all of a sudden they they decided, oh no, nah, you just put it in the fridge. Like it's fine. <laughs> you don't you don't need any of this after spending billions of dollars on this shit. So somebody made out pretty good. Uh, but anyways, back in April, Haiti's president was saying, nah, I'll pass on the vaccine. And then, as you may know, he has now been assassinated. So that's just two of the leaders who have been assassinated for talking out about COVID. And uh, they're both black dudes, too. So that seems kind of fucking racist with all the, the talk about racism and all this shit. I want to talk about that. The CIA and the pharmaceutical companies murdering these people and just absolutely insane. So what could you do? What can you do? Just very strange. And that got me thinking of, well, first of all, there's the vaccine. We know that it's like beating a dead horse here. I've talked about the vaccination so many times, but we know for a fact that it's dangerous and that there's people dying from it, all kinds of different people. And uh, I saw a video yesterday, which was a conference of doctors, and the mainstream media makes it seem like there are no doctors who are critical of the the COVID-19 vaccination, when in fact there there are many, there are thousands. And I guess the White House did famously come out with their list of 12 people who were dangerous, the, the 12 COVID deniers and the fucking evil people, Robert... F. Kennedy was on that, or was it, is it Robert Kennedy? You know, one of the Kennedys who does the, uh, talking out about vaccines, the guy's a fucking PhD from Harvard, he's no slouch, he knows what he's talking about, but he's on the list. Anyways, there's a lot of doctors talking out, uh, speaking out about this, and this one doctor was explaining why the COVID-19 causes blood clotting, and although I can't repeat all his shit verbatim, basically the point that he got at was that these spike proteins, which the COVID-19 vaccine is supposed to produce in the body, actually adhere to the cell wall of your cells and they make your cell like all rough and abrasive. And so now your cell is covered in these fucking spikes and you have these platelets, these these the blood in your body that that transports all kinds of different shit, pretty important, you need your blood flowing, uh, it gets obstructed by these spikes on the cell wall of your cells, so it's not able to flow correctly, and this causes blood clotting. And when blood clots in your body, it's not good. It could cause all types of illnesses and uh, ailments, and it could ultimately lead to death, which is actually what happened to my grandmother. Uh, after she got the vaccine, her blood just like stopped flowing through her fucking body. And we watched her die over the course of a few days from the fucking vaccine. Um, and I tell that to people all the time. And it's like they kind of just brush it off. They're like, oh, hmm. As if, it, as if it's like not real or something. Like this shit is happening way more than what they like to admit. And... There's these other doctors who have um, filed a lawsuit against the government for manipulating the numbers in the VAERS database, which is supposed to be the Vaccine Adverse Effects uh, Reporting System, I believe it stands for. And they were saying that it's like 45,000 people have died within three days of receiving the COVID vaccine. Um. 
so it's just absolute bullshit. Whereas when people got a fucking positive COVID test within a month and they fell out of an airplane, they would they would mark it as a COVID death. So there's there's definitely something going on here. And the vaccines are causing blood clotting. They're extremely bad for you. It's not like a big blood clot that you would see in someone who had a stroke. It's actually like microscopic and it's it's very hard to detect, but there is a detection method that this guy was using and I will post a link to that video. I was going to play it on here, but it's like a half hour, so I don't want it to take up the whole show. Um, it's a thorough explanation, though, and it fucking makes a lot of sense, dude. And these doctors are like, what the hell is going on? Like, why are they trying to make everyone take this when it's poisonous? So, I'm going to say nah to that. And uh, fuck that. Go Brooklyn, go Gorilla Twins. This for the nerves, we be the Gorilla Twins. Thinking you're good with the shimmery glove, trailer drip. Eyes low, fisherman hat, the Gilligan's triple six, like a stripper bitch with the nipples pierced. We killing shit, stand up a shot, pistol clip. Listen, kid, you can even get shot on pistol whip. We you broke the way the Gorillas live. Open your mouth, bitch, see the Gorilla dick. Big drip, everything. Spill the shit Fade the name with the razor blade Till you drill the shit 
That was the Gorilla Twins, Ill Bill and Nems. Straight out of Brooklyn. Coming with Nah. That was a little play on that Fat Joe song. Uh, yes. Um, like that song. I love that whole album. That's a pretty good one. Guys, those guys know how to rap. That's for sure. So, uh, we talked about how the famous leaders around the world who questioned the COVID narrative have now shown up dead. And recently I was thinking about how over the the past few years, actually since 9-11 it turns out, there have been all these microbiologists who have been murdered. And this was something that some alternative news outlets were we're talking about and and pointing out like what's going on here all these mysterious deaths from these um microbiologists and now that we're in covid and uh it, it's kind of starting to make sense right there's all these people who could have blown the lid off of this narrative and and been well qualified to do that have now been killed over the past 20 years over these mysterious circumstances so i looked this up and this is actually a list from I think it's from 2014. Um, and I'll put up all these links and stuff, but it's it was, they were pointing this out. It said, sad, so many good doctors, microbiologists, inventors, and scientists uh, have had their lives just ended uh, when they're just trying to help people. And this is a list of dead microbiologists from 2014. So the world's top antivirus microbiologists are being killed off. By 2005, 40 were dead. Uh, By today, which was back in 2014, over 100. Uh, Many murdered. The rest died under very suspicious circumstances. It's known that they were all working on highly sensitive or government-funded research projects tied to bioweapons and viral pandemics. Are these silenced whistleblowers who knew too much? Why didn't the mainstream media report on these stories? And it goes on to list 80, 80 doctors who um, who have died and the dates in which they died and the mysterious circumstances. So I'll just kind of read these. Um, from 2006, there's Lee Jong-woo, age 61, who died on May 22nd, 2006, after suffering a blood clot in the brain. Uh, Lee was spearheading the organization's fight Oh, he he was part of the WHO, the World Health Organization. He was spearheading the organization's fight against global threats from bird flu, AIDS, and other infectious diseases. WHO Director General since 2003, Lee was his country's top international official. The affable South Korean who liked to lighten his press conference with jokes was a keen sportsman with no history of ill health, according to officials. Uh, This guy died in 2005. Leonid Strachunsky, after being hit in the head with a champagne bottle. Strachunsky specialized in creating microbes resistant to biological weapons. Strachunsky was found dead in his hotel room in Moscow, where he'd come from Smolensky en route to the U.S. Investigators are looking for a connection between the murder of this leading bioweapons researcher and the hepatitis outbreak in Tver, Russia. So that guy just got hit in the head with a fucking bottle. Um, May 19th, 2005, Robert J. Lull died of multiple stab wounds. Despite his missing car and apparent credit card theft, 
Homicide Inspector Holly Para said investigators aren't convinced that robbery was the sole motive for Lowell's killing. She said a robber would have typically taken more valuables from Lowell's home than what the killer left with. Uh, he was the Lowell was the chief of nuclear medicine at San Francisco General Hospital since 1990 and served as a radiology professor at UCSF. Um, and it goes on to talk about different shit that he liked and whatnot. And there's fucking 80 of these. I'm not going to read them all, but it's it's like these dudes have been killing off, been killed off since, you know, the early 2000s. Epidemiologists, microbiologists, um, doctors of all different kinds and professors. And they all had this link with, with you know, viral pandemic research, bioterrorism, bioweapons. And uh, it's just, it's fucking crazy, man. So... I don't. I wonder if people know about this when they're going into this field of research. I wonder if they uh, realize how many people are getting killed off and how dangerous this is. Bunch of people stabbed. This fucking Jiang Im, seventy-two, died of multiple stab wounds to the chest. Before <laughs> firefighters found his body in the trunk of a burning car. Hmm. Uh. Primarily a protein chemist fucking protein chemists, you know, like spike proteins. You might know a thing or two about that. Anyways, there's 80 of these. I'll put a link up to it if you're interested. Um, Way too much for me to read right now, but kind of suspicious, right? What's the connection here? And these were people from the early 2000s. There was a lot of people just within the past couple years, homeopathic doctors, uh, found murdered by their homes and stuff. And it sucks because I, I, I did a, like a brief search. It probably, if I look more, I could find some, um, some more. Let's see. Homeopathic doctor murdered. Do, do, do. See, I can't even use Google anymore because Google is so fucking controlled. The fucking CIA search engine. Try duck, duck, go. Because I, I do specifically remember there being fucking a bunch, a bunch of uh, people getting killed, man. All these doctors and shit. Let's see here. This is uh, 2015. Holistic doctors mysteriously died. Knew the hidden cure for cancer and autism. Between June 19th and July 23rd, eight holistic doctors, at least five with connections to Florida, were found dead, each death unexpected and mysterious. It all started with the death of Jeff Bradstreet, a well-known autism researcher killed by a gunshot to the chest. He died shortly after the FDA raided his clinic, which raised alarm in many people's heads. Uh, He wasn't the only doctor who was raided right before their death. What's the motive? There's a surprising link being found between many of these doctors. It is known as GCMAF. GCMAF is a vitamin D binding protein macrophage activating factor that has the potential to cure the incurable diseases like cancer, autism, and Parkinson's. And uh, so it goes on to talk about all these doctors who who were killed, who were working on this uh, treatment for these these big money making diseases. Now this was back in 2015. Um, let's see what else we could find here. I want something more recent. 
We got another article that says, um, when was this from? I'm not getting a, not getting a date here, but more recent than the other one. It says, holistic doctor, entire family murdered. Death count up to 77 in two years. So holistic doctors keep dying left and right, and the mainstream media can't even as much as report on these increasingly common mysterious occurrences, of course. Now, death's a normal part of life, but not to healthy and happy individuals with no known health problems or struggles with mental illness. The 77 holistic doctors murdered since 2015 didn't die from natural causes. This number doesn't reflect all of the holistic doctors who have died since 2015, just the ones under peculiar circumstances. From the start with the discovery of Jeff Bradstreet on June 19, 2015, found in a river with a gunshot wound to his chest, which was labeled suicide, there have been a number of strange circumstances surrounding these deaths, such as the rarity of someone shooting themselves in the chest rather than the head as a method of suicide. The very same day in Mexico, three doctors went missing, and when their bodies were discovered, the family said the bodies were not those of the missing family members, and despite that fact, the government declared them dead. So maybe they were kidnapped and put in some fucking underground lab somewhere. And uh, this just goes on to to talk about all these different doctors who were found fucking dead. Uh, chiropractors, holistic practitioners, one murder, the other went missing. And when he was found, his death was ruled a suicide. Um, yeah, even local news were calling for the entire investigation. They were saying it was a mess. And... Uh, Anyways, I'll put up the links to these articles too if you're interested. It's just very suspicious. You know, this this thing was planned. This thing we're in right now, it is a very, very big agenda that was planned a long time ago. And this really seems like the end game strategy. And another person who was murdered, I think, or died under mysterious circumstances, he wasn't a doctor, but he was a really smart guy who was blowing the lid off this whole shit and had been for many years before it even happened. Knew what was going on. That was Alan Watt, who had the Cutting Through the Matrix podcast, which I listen to all the time. And he died earlier this year. So um, something is going on, man. Like, kind of fucking hard to deny at this point. Absolutely crazy, so... Uh, think of it what you will, and maybe this is what's happening. There's this, I've talked about transhumanism before, and how um, everything kind of be, seems seems to be going that direction. The, uh, the technocrats, the billionaire class, uh, they're all about it, because they think they're going to be able to live forever and upload their mind to the cloud, and Everything's just going to be all fine and dandy, and they're never going to die. They just uh, get enough aborted fetal cells in them or something. They'll just leave, live forever and turn themselves into robots or whatever. But there's this article written on Unlimited Hangout by the journalist Whitney Webb where she talks about this uh, foundation called Welcome Trust. And the article is titled, A Leap Towards Humanity's Destruction. 
Uh, the subtitle reading, The World's Richest Medical Research Foundation, The Wellcome Trust, has teamed up with a pair of former DARPA directors who built Zil- Silicon Valley Skunk Works to usher in an age of nightmarish surveillance, including for babies as young as three months old. Their agenda can only advance if we allow it. So we'll talk about this in a minute. Um, this is similar to what I was talking about last show about how all this shit is just part of the transhumanism thing, the vaccine, the the mind control, whatever. Um, this is actually factually based and not just me rambling. She did all the research and names, names and shit. But first, we're going to do a little dedication to the legendary hip-hop artist, Biz Marquis. Play his biggest hit, Just a Friend. Rest in peace to, to the biz. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. It was a school day. I knew 
she was there The first semester of the school year I went to a gate to ask where was the dorm This guy made me fill out a visitor's form He told me where it was and I was on my way To see my baby doll I was happy to say I robbed the front of the dormitory Yo, could you tell me where is door three? They showed me where it was for the moment I didn't know I wasn't for such an event So I came to a room and opened the door Guess what I saw? I felt a tongue kissing my girl in the mouth. I was so in shock, my heart went down south. So please listen to the message that I sent. Don't ever talk to a girl who says she just has a friend. 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 Yep. That's true. Let that be a lesson to you. Is Marquis. Legend. Legend. Uh, so where was I talking about this, this article by Whitney Webb, where she, she details what I was just talking about last, um, last show where I was just talking about the ultimate plan, how I see shit going down. And that's not without evidence, man. There's actually uh real, real organizations, very rich people, governments and all kinds of motherfuckers that are going for this shit. So this uh, this company, this organization, apparently it's not even a, oh, it's a research foundation. Um, it's called Welcome Trust, and it has uh, people who were just part of DARPA. DARPA, is, of course, is from uh, the Pentagon. It's the research agency of the Pentagon. And uh, they're the ones who came up with the mRNA technology in the first place. Along with all, they invented the internet, too fucking long ass time ago most people don't know that but uh let me just read you a little bit of this because it's fucking fascinating it's a very long article i'm not going to read the whole thing but i'll give you um a little synopsis of of what it's about it's fucking nuts man so do 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 where are we at here so it's a uk uh, a uk nonprofit with ties to global corruption throughout the covid-19 crisis as well as historical and current ties to the uk eugenics movement launched a global health focused darpa equivalent last year the move went largely unnoticed by both mainstream and independent media the welcome trust which has arguably been second only to bill gates in its ability to influence events during the covid-19 crisis and vaccination campaign launched its own global equivalent of the pentagon's secretive research agency last year officially to combat the most pressing health challenges of our time though first conceived of conceived of in 2018 this particular Welcome Trust initiative was spun off from the trust last May with $300 million in initial funding. It quickly attracted two former DARPA executives who had previously served in the upper echelons of Silicon Valley to manage and plan its portfolio of projects. And uh, just to, so you guys know, this is something I've talked about for a long time too, the fact that um, these big Silicon Valley companies, Google, Facebook, fucking all that shit it's a revolving door to to military intelligence and and uh they are mili- the military basically but they have these front men they put out there same with like tesla and all that shit elon musk 
Uh, this global health DARPA, known as Welcome Leap, seeks to achieve breakthrough scientific and technological solutions by or before 2030, that, that magic number, 2030, just like Agenda 2030, uh, with a focus on complex health changes. The Welcome Trust is open about how Welcome Leap will apply the approaches of Silicon Valley and venture capital firms to the health and life science sector. Unsurprisingly, their three current programs are poised to develop incredibly invasive, tech-focused, and in some cases overtly transhumanist medical technologies, including a program exclusively focused on using artificial intelligence, mobile sensors, and wearable brain mapping tech for children three years old and younger. Now, we're going to get back to that, uh, them wanting to use AI and, and uh, brain fucking sh- mapping shit for little kids because they want to understand how the brain grows so they can have complete control of it. Uh, the Unlimited Hangout investigation explores not only the four current programs of Welcome Leap, but also the people behind it. The resulting picture is of an incredibly sinister project that poses not only a great threat to current society, but to the future of humanity itself. Um, so we got Leap's leadership, merging man and machine for the military and Silicon Valley. The ambitions of the welcome leap are made clear by the woman chosen to lead it, former director of the Pentagon's DARPA, Regina Dugan. Dugan began her career at DARPA in 1996. She led a counterterrorism task force in 1999 before leaving DARPA about a year later. After departing DARPA, she co-founded her own venture capital firm, Dugan Ventures, and then became special advisor to the U.S. Army's vice chief of staff from 01 to 03, which coincided with the invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq. In 05, she created a defense-focused tech firm called Red X Defense, which contracts with the military and specifically for DARPA. So this is what these people do. They go into fucking the Pentagon for a little bit, military intelligence, and they start their own company, and then they sell that shit, sell their shit to DARPA, and it's it's a it's a money train. Uh, blah blah blah. It just goes on to talk talk about this woman's uh, history. Uh, in 09, under the Obama administration, Duga was appointed director of DARPA by Defense Secretary Robert Gates. Much was made over her being the first female director of the agency, but she's remembered at the agency for her so-called special forces approach to innovation. Uh, During her tenure, she created DARPA's now-defunct Transformational Convergence Technology Office, which focused on social networks, so shit like Facebook and all that, um, synthetic biology and machine intelligence synthetic biology meaning like uh, nanobots and and stuff like that injectable nanobots and things like that Um, many of the themes previously managed by that office are now overseen by darpa's biotechnology office which was created in 2014 blah 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 Uh, right before leaving darpa Dugan greenlighted the agency's initial investments in mrna vaccine technology which led to DARPA's investments in Pfizer and Moderna shortly thereafter. So just for people who don't know that shit, it's, dude, it's all the military. Pfizer, Moderna, these big pharmaceutical companies, this is all a military agenda. And 
it's not like the military is going after terrorists and shit. That's just, that's some shit to distract you. You are the enemy. You are the person, you are the enemy of the government and the people who run the government and military intelligence and, and all that shit. Um, it's about controlling you. And that's what these vaccines are designed to do. I'm sure of it. Of course they are. They're not trying to fucking help you. So let me reread this Um Paragraph. Right before leaving DARPA, Dugan greenlighted the agency's initial investments in mRNA vaccine technology, which led to DARPA's investments in Pfizer and Moderna shortly thereafter. The DARPA scientist who lobbied Dugan to back the program, Dan Wadendorf, now works as the director of innovative technology solutions at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, I also believe that that guy, Dan Wadendorf, is actually the dude who was like <laughs> the uh, main fucking guy behind Jeffrey Epstein's will and like managing it or whatever. So small world, huh? Uh, while Dugan's efforts at DARPA are remembered fondly by those in national security and also those in Silicon Valley, Dugan was investigated for conflicts of interest during a time of DARPA's director because she was doing some shit where she made her company get these contracts and it was like an insider fucking thing. Anyway, so this this is a suspicious lady. And then she goes on to work with Google now. Um, So she she had to, you know, had some hiccups there um, and had to leave DARPA. So she went to become a top executive at Google, where she was brought on to manage Google's Advanced Technology and Products Group, which uh, had spun out of Motorola Mobility after Google's acquisition of the company in 2012. So, so like DARPA and Google and um, these these pharmaceutical companies, they're all all the same fucking thing. Big coincidence, right? At Google, Dugan oversaw several projects, including what is now the basis of Google's augmented reality business, then known as Project Tango, as well as, well as smart clothing, in which multi-touch sensors are woven into textiles. So they even want computers in your fucking clothes. Uh, Another project that Dugan led involved the use of a digital tattoo to unlock smartphones. Perhaps most controversially, Dugan was also behind the creation of a digital authentication pill. Digital authentication pill. According to Dugan, when the pill is swallowed, your entire body becomes your authentication token. Dugan framed the pill and many of her other efforts at Google as working to fix the mechanical mismatch between humans and electronics by producing technology that merges the human body with machines to varying degrees, which is what technocracy is. So, um, now, so she leaves Google and goes to work for Facebook, where she was chosen to be the first head of Facebook's own DARPA equivalent research agency, then known as Building 8. DARPA's ties to the origin of Facebook were discussed in a recent Unlimited Hangout report because DARPA fucking made that shit. It's all about data collection and and personality fucking profiles and shit. Uh, Under Dugan, Building 8 invested heavily in brain-machine interface technology, which has since produced the company's neural wearable wristbands that claim to be able to anticipate movements of the hand and fingers from brain signals alone. Uh, Facebook showcased prototypes of this project earlier this year. So so you can like type a text without even using your fingers. It, it'll just, your brain will send signals 
to like your hand, even if you're not moving your hand and it'll like sense that and type for you. It's fucking insane. Straight mind reading technology, mind control technology. Uh, so she was part of all of these fucking things. She's part of the Council of Foreign Relations, talked to the Bilderberg group and uh, just all these suspicious motherfuckers. FBI, CIA, it's all, they're all involved. Um, it's a very thorough background on this lady too. So, and then it goes to this other guy named Jeremy Farrar, the pandemic narrative manager, and talks about his involvement with these big uh, organizations and foundations and how he was involved in the COVID fucking bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But I want to get into some of their um some of the shit that they're working on do, 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 do. where are we at here it's a very long article i would recommend reading it it's fucking nuts so welcome leap has uh four programs currently multi-stage psych delta tissue 1kd and hope which is h-o-p-e capitalized Hope was the first program to be announced by Welcome Leap and stands for Human Organs Physiology and Engineering. According to the full program description, Hope aims to leverage the power of bioengineering to advance stem cells, organoids, and the whole organ system in connections that recapitulate human physiology in vitro and restore vital functions in vivo. Uh, Hope consists of two main program goals. First, it seeks to bioengineer a multi-organ platform that recreates human immunological responses with sufficient fidelity to double the predictive value of a preclinical trial uh, with respect to efficiency, efficacy, toxicity, and immunogenicity for therapeutic interventions. So that's fucking... uh, their little cryptic language that they don't want you to understand uh, that scientists use to to uh, exclude the profane from their godly endeavors. Uh, but in other words, it means that this bioengineered platform mimicking human organs would be used to test the effects of pharmaceutical products, including vaccines, which could create a situation in which animal trials are replaced with trials on gene-edited and framed organs. Uh, and that sounds cool, right? So they're going to create these like fake lab grown organs and stuff. And then that's what they're going to use to test their, um, different pharmaceutical products and vaccines and all of that. And, uh, you won't have to experiment on animals, uh, animals anymore, which sounds good, right? Cause that shit's pretty unethical. It's fucked up. A lot of people disapprove of animal testing, but now what this means is you're going to put all of your trust in these fake organs that they grew in the lab, which who knows how legit that is. And then it's going to go straight to, to you. It's going to go straight to the humans. And, uh, you know, it, it skips the whole fucking animal testing thing. And you're, you become the animal test. So sounds good. Just like a lot of the shit they, they do, they frame it in such a way where it sounds good. But in reality, it's it's very dangerous and, and uh, not very fucking good. And uh, they skipped the vaccine trials on animals, the animal trials for the vaccine as well, just as an aside. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. So the second goal of hope is to open up the use of machine human hybrid organs for transplantation into human beings. That goal focuses on restoring organ functions using cultivated organs or biological slash synthetic hybrid systems. With the latter goal, or with the later goal of bioengineering a fully transplantable human organ uh, after several years. So the merging of uh, synthetic and biological shit, you know, making, making, um, what's it called? Like Android type people or whatever, you know, half human, half robot. And, uh, the second program has to do with transhumanist toddlers. Uh, the second program being pursued by welcome leap is called the first thousand days promoting healthy brain networks, which is abbreviated as one KD by the organization. It's arguably the most unsettling program because it seeks to use young children, specifically infants from three months old to three-year-old toddlers, as its test subjects. The program is being overseen by Holly Baines, who previously served as strategy development lead for Welcome Trust before joining Welcome Leap as the 1KD program leader. Now, these cunts that are doing this kind of shit, they're all just some fucking douchebag professors in their fucking ivory tower at some university being paid grants by these uh, big organizations to do this research. So these are just relative people. You could probably walk in their fucking office and punch them in the face if you wanted to. I wouldn't recommend it. But um, they are accessible, real people doing this type of research that's taking place right here in our our universities and, and shit like that. So feel free to write them a letter, you know, write them an email and, and tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Why, why are you doing this? Uh, 1KD is focused on developing objective, scalable ways to assess a child's cognitive health by monitoring the brain development and function of infants and toddlers, allowing practitioners to risk stratify children and predict responses to interventions in developing brains. The program description document notes that up to this point in history, our primary window into the developing brain has been neuroimaging techniques and animal models, which can help identify quantitative biomarkers of neural network health and characterize network differences underlying in the behaviors. It then states that advances in technology are opening additional possibilities in young infants. Ah, so this is... confusing and hard to read we're just gonna get to why it's fucked up um one one dk oh wait where are we at here the program description goes on to say that artificial neural networks a form of ai Uh, have demonstrated the viability of modeling network pruning process in the acquisition of complex behaviors in much the same way as a developing brain. While improvements in machine learning, another subset of AI, can now be used to extract meaningful signals from the brains of infants and young children. These algorithms can then be used to develop interventions for young children deemed by other algorithms to be in danger of having underdeveloped brain function. So it's saying that with this technology in the brain of these these young kids mapping it and uh, monitoring everything that's going on, they can detect if your kid's going to have like fucking autism or something, something like that, or um, or this or that disease. You know, maybe he's going to be allergic to peanuts. But but 
hey, we can uh, we can fix that if you just uh, let us do this or that. And basically what it is is tailoring these brains to be however they want it. And doing these these studies of the younger brain will allow them to to modify them in whatever fucking way they want. And what's crazy about this shit is like, dude, eventually this could be like, they could have the ability to do away with entire types of personalities once we get to this point. All creativity, imagination, like like they just disable that part of the brain. This is where it's at. And like, they would love that. Why wouldn't they want that shit? They just want some worker, android, clone-ass motherfuckers who aren't going to question what's going on. You know, they, they want to fuck with the brain like that. That's what's going to... That's what it's really about here. So, uh, the document goes on to note the promise of low-cost mobile sensors, wearables, and home-based systems in providing a new opportunity to assess and influence and assess the influence and dependency of brain development on natural, physical, and social interactions. In other words, the program seeks to use continuous visual and audio recordings in the home as well as wearable devices on children to collect millions upon millions of data points. So you're always going to be watched by these motherfuckers. They're going to fucking monitor everything you do at all times, even your heartbeat and your fucking brainwaves and shit. Not to mention, of course, the video and the audio and all of that. Um, it's nuts, man. This is what they want to do to the kids, bro. They want to have sensors inside of them. Not to mention all the shit watching them, you know, the camera on every corner and every tree and all that shit. Their phone listening to them all the time. I'm tired of reading. We're going to let Gangstar play. We all must meet the moment of truth.
No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. They say it's lonely at the top in whatever you do. You always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invincible, no plan is foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. The same shiesty cats that you hang with and do your thing with could set you up and wet you up. Nigga, peep the language, it's universal. You play with fire, it may hurt you or burn you. Lessons are blessings you should learn through. Let's face facts. Although MCs lace tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back. That goes for all of us. There ain't nobody to trust. It's like sabotage. It's got me ready to bust, but I can't jeopardize what I've done up to this point. So I'ma get more guys to help me run the whole joint. Cultivate, multiply, motivate, or else we'll die. You know I'll be the master of the who, what, where, and why. See, when you're shining, some chumps will want to dull you. Always selfish, jealous punks will want to pull you down. Just like some shellfish in a bucket, cause they love it To see your ass squirm like a worm But just as you'll receive what is coming to you Everybody else is gonna get this too I ain't no saint Therefore I cannot dispute That everyone must meet their moment of truth Actions have reactions, don't be quick to judge You may not know the hardships people don't speak of It's best to step back and observe with coot For we all must meet our moment of truth Sometimes you gotta dig deep When problems come near, don't fear Things get severe for everybody, everywhere Why do bad things happen to good people? Seems that life is just a constant war between good and evil The situation that I'm facing is mad amazing To think such problems can arise from minor confrontations Now I'm contemplating in my bedroom pacing Dark clouds over my head, my heart's racing Suicide? Nah, I'm not a foolish guy Don't even feel like drinking or even getting high Cause all that's gonna do really is accelerate The anxieties that I wish I could alleviate But wait, I've been through a whole lot of other shit before So I ought to be able to withstand some more But I'm sweating though, my eyes are turning red And yo, I'm ready to lose my mind But instead I use my mind I put down the knife and take the bullets out my nine My only crime was that I'm too damn kind And now some scandalous motherfuckers wanna take what's mine But they can't take the respect that I've earned in my lifetime And you know they'll never stop the furious force of my rhymes So like they say, every dog has its day And like they say, God works in a mysterious way So I pray Remembering the days of my youth as I prepare to meet my moment of truth. truth, truth. I got one lyric pointed at your head for start Another one is pointed at your weak ass heart Now if I pull the trigger on these fully loaded lines You're gonna wish I would've pulled a black nine I'm Mac Dimes, crack the spines of the fake gangsters Yeah, the biting trifling niggas and the studio pranksters Yo, looking at the situation plainly Will you remain G or will you be looked upon strangely? I reign as the articulator with the greater data Revolving on a task and much doper than my last jam While others struggle to juggle tricky metaphors I explore more to expose the core A lot of MCs act stupid to me And we have yet to see if they can match our longevity But anyway, it's just another day Another fake jack I slay with my spectacular rap display Styles smooth but rugged, you can't push or shove it You dig it and you dug it, cause like money you love it The king of monotone, with my own throne Righteously violent prone, my words bring winds like cyclones Storming your hideout, blocking out your sunlight Your image and your business were truly not done right Throw up your heel out now, divine saviors You got no hand skills, there's no security to save you No pager, no selling, no drop top Benzy I came to bring your phony hip-hop to an end. My art of war will leave you sore from the abuse Cause you must meet your moment of truth
They say it's lonely at the top And whatever you do You always gotta watch Motherfuckers around you No one is untouchable No man is bulletproof We all must meet our moment of truth True Yes, we almost meet our moment of truth. The guru himself. Teaming up with DJ Premier. As they so often did. Uh, what do we got here, man? Let's see here. This fucking shit's crazy. Okay, so let's just, I'm gonna just go into the third program they got. I know it's kind of boring, but it's fucking nuts. Important. Uh, this is a tissue time machine. The third and second most recent program to join the Welcome Leap lineup is called Delta Tissue, abbreviated by the name Triangle Delta or Triangle T. I don't know. Apparently, Triangle is Greek for Delta, maybe? I don't know. Delta Tissue aims to create a platform that monitors changes in human tissue function and interactions in real time, ostensibly to explain the status of a disease in each person and better predict how that disease would progress. Uh, referring to this program as a this platform as a tissue time machine, Welcome Leap sees Delta Tissue as being able to predict the onset of disease before it occurs, while also allowing for medical interventions that are targeted to the individual. So, boom. Predictive... Uh, Predictive medicine. They're going to tell you, you're going to get sick, so, you know, you better take this this fucking uh, medication from us. You better pop this pill. Uh, well, before, well before the COVID era, precision medicine or medicine targeted and tailored to the individual has been a code phrase for treatments based on patients' genetic data and or for treatments that alter nucleic acid, example given DNA and RNA function itself. For instance, the U.S. government defines precision medicine as an emerging approach for disease treatment and prevention that takes into account individual variability in genes, environment, and lifestyle for each person. Similarly, in 2018, hold on, hold on. Uh, cool G-Rap, you're playing too early, bro. One moment here, one moment. There we go. Um, where the fuck was I? Similarly, in a 2018 paper published in Technology, it notes that in oncology, precision and personalized medicine fosters the development of specialized treatments for each specific specific subtype of cancer based on the measurement and manipulation of key patient genetic and omic data. Blah, blah, blah. Prior to COVID-19 and the vaccine rollouts, the mRNA vaccine technology used by the DARPA-funded companies Moderna and Pfizer were marketed as being precision medicine treatments and largely were referred to as gene therapies in media reports. They were also promoted heavily as a revolutionary method of treating cancer, making it unsurprising that the Delta Tissue program at Welcome Leap would use a similar justification to develop a program that aims to offer tailored gene therapies to people before the onset of a disease. The Delta Tissue platform works to combine the latest cell and tissue profiling technologies with recent advances in machine learning, that is AI, 
Given Welcome Leap's connection to the U.S. military, it's worth noting that the Pentagon and Google, both former employers of Welcome Leap CEO Regina Dugan and COO Ken Gabriel, have been working together since last September to use uh, on using AI to predict disease in humans, first focusing on cancer before expanding to COVID-19 and every disease in between. The Delta Tissue Program appears to have related ambitions as its program description makes it clear that the program ultimately aims to use its platform for a host of cancers and infectious diseases. So, uh, um, skipping to the bottom of this next one, um, It seems plausible that a person placed on such a high-tech medical treatment path will continue to need a never-ending series of gene-editing treatments and perhaps other invasive high-tech treatments to mitigate and manage the effects of clumsy gene splicing. Anyways, I'll I'll put up a link to this. I'm not going to read the whole thing, although I almost did. It's fascinating. It's, It's just crazy stuff where technology is right now. I don't think many people recognize what's going on. Uh, they blindly trust anybody who's deemed to be an expert. And uh, you're a fucking idiot if you do that. And it's just sad. It's just sad that that's where we're at right now. It's going to be very dangerous. I um, I feel bad for everyone who got the vaccine, man. I really do. I really do. Because um, I know people personally, man. My mom. My own mom. Grandma died from it. But uh, I guess we'll see what happens in a few years. It's just very, uh, it's very crazy. And you try to tell people this type of stuff and they actually uh, get mad at you. They don't like you. They um, they react emotionally um, and act like you're a bad person or you're stupid or something just for pointing out these facts and uh, the history of this type of stuff and, and what what it may lead to. So... The brainwashing is doing its job, but hopefully people, hopefully there's more and more people waking up each day. We do see big demonstrations taking place in places like uh, France, where they've mandated vaccination to like go to the grocery store and uh, just do normal things like that. And people are pissed, as they should be. Of course, the media will never report it, and they act like everybody is so eager to get the vaccine which a lot of people are because, you know, the scared people, the people who uh, want to have the government's approval to do anything and shit like that. But there are a lot of people who are sick of it. So hopefully we're at that point where um, more and more people can see what's going on. You know, you guys could share this type of information with your friends and family, share this podcast. Uh, I don't know if it's the best one. Um, There's a lot of people who know a lot more than me. I'm no expert. But, uh, Every little bit counts, man. Every little conversation and shit like that. You throw a rock into a pond, there's a lot of ripples. And each each little ripple affects everything else. And uh, that's that's how our words are and our intentions and what we do and what we put out there. So uh, don't underestimate yourself and the power that you have to influence other people. Sometimes you got to be a do it in a roundabout type of way in order to get people to accept it. But... Like I said, every little bit counts. So with that being said, I'm going to say peace out. Send you off with one of my favorite Cool G rap songs, Blowing Up in the World. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. 
Have a good one. Peace out. Hanging from off 